Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. everyone welcome back to part two of the moon underwater and in this sacred pub we are delighted to be joined by rick shields youtube golfing sensation who is putting together his dream pub and the crucial things to know about this pub is it's nowhere near a golf course it has guinness and san miguel on draft 19 crimes red wine and modello but only if it's served when the weather outside is above 20 degrees. And if you go to this pub, you will have a mega time and you will never feel stung. Uh, that's why uh, Rick has chosen an affordable red wine, despite having a little soft spot for Chateau Neuf de Pape. But you have been strung out on tenterhooks ever since the end of part one. So we return to Robin for the uh, results of the pub quiz, where Rick and I are going head to head. Thanks, John. Yeah, we're playing match play. And I asked three questions about when uh, some of our favourite foods first were launched or came on the market. And the first one was a Monster Munch. The Great Crisp. Uh, Rick, what are you saying for Monster Munch? What year? I've, I've gone with 1981. 1981. John? I've gone 1978, so close, very similar. Very close. 1977. Oh! So John what? takes that one. Yeah. John goes one up. One up. Interestingly, originally Monster Munch were called the Prime Monster, a play on the Prime Minister. Uh, <laughs> Is that yeah. true? And they were renamed Monster Munch in 1978. So he could be actually a hole in one there because, I mean, Mon Monster Munch, the name was 1978. Yeah, well, you didn't say when was Prime Monster launched, did you? No, I didn't say that because I think you would have been very confused. But, <laughs> but you know, you, well, you certainly won. Either way, you won. Very, very well has, done. Has anyone, has anyone ever been four years away from the correct answer and actually lost there? <laughs> <laughs> that was really close. That was very close. A loss, yeah. anyway. Wow. I wouldn't have let you put that in or whatever in the whole, um, you know. What's the phrase? When gimme. You'd have a given him a, a gimme. I'd have given you a gimme for that, yeah. Um, so question two was, I don't know what I'm talking about. Question two was Coleman's mustard. What year are we chatting? Rick, what are you saying? I'm going to let John go first. Okay, John. Oh, it's my honour. 
So it's a mind game. Mind games here, I think. Mind games. Um, I've gone 1890. Okay. Ooh, I've gone a bit later here. I've gone 1945. 1945. You're not going to like it, Rick. It's 1814. Wow. Yeah, 1814. Interesting fact, in January 2018, it was announced that Coleman's was to leave its base in Norwich, where the condiment had been produced for 160 years and would move its production to Burton-on-Trent. And another interesting fact, the crime writer Dorothy L. Sayers worked for Coleman's and came up with the slogan, Come on, Coleman's, light my fire, in the 1920s. So there we go, a couple of good facts about Coleman's mustard there, but very early. That's good. Very early in the game. I've actually won two and one, but I, I mean, we were, we were both, we both missed the fairway on that one. Because I, we were both I feel, like, I feel like you, to be honest, I feel like you gave me a gimme on the first. So I think the first was halved. Okay. So I'm one up with one to play. I'm Dormy one. Sure. Correct. But you were 130 years out with the second one. So where's that, does that put you in the, in the drink or? I don't know. He's three off the uh, tee. Yeah. I, I, I blobbed on that. I blobbed on that hole. <laughs> blobbed. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Okay, what about Leon Perrins? Uh, who, who, so, Rick, to go first for this one? No, it's back on John. Okay, John, fair. Uh, I've gone 1901 for Leon Perrins. Okay. I've gone a bit earlier. I've gone 1861. It's 1837. So that is... There we go. Wow. 1837. So it's, so it's sort of halved. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think if the, if the metaphor works, then sure. You're in charge. I, th- I think. I think we need a tie break. <laughs> a tie break. Yeah, we need to go down the first, and, and we we have to we have to guess your favourite flavoured crisp. Well, <laughs> well, what about we? What about we do Marmite? Okay. Okay. So this is a playoff. This is now a playoff. We're going down the first with Marmite. Mm. You know, all things I actually don't massively like. I don't. I don't massively like Monster Munch. I like Worcester sauce crisp. Actually, I must admit they're they're nice. The purple packet ones. Yeah, but don't see nice. them around very much, do you? No. Okay, I'm ready to have a stab in the dark with Marmite. Oh, it's my, my honour. Oh, it's your honour, sorry. Um, I think it's 1930. Okay. I've got to say, I think Marmite's earlier because I think brewers got it off the top of the brewing. <laughs> sorry, I don't know as much brewery terminology as I do golf. I'm going to go for 1875. 1875. Right, I'm going to have to do some maths here because it's 1902. Ooh. So, John, oh. I think you're closest there with 27 away. What does Rick say? Did you say 1930? 1930. 1930. So you're 28 oh. away, right? So that's very close. Oh, there's only one in it. Yeah. What? That's mental. That is crazy. <laughs> so you've won. What did you, what did you say? What year? 1875. 1875. My maths is terrible, so l- let's just double check that. 1902 was the right one, so... Yeah, John's 27 and I'm 28. Oh, I mean, it's t- two of the greats going absolutely yeah, toe-to-toe. really incredible. And as we know, at, in this game, an inch is as big as a yard. They'll call this the jewel on the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> well, after that very close extra special match play quiz, uh, we head back to Rick's dream pub. Before we get to your next choice, Rick, what what do you when you imagine you're sort of you turn a corner, you've gone out on a night in Manchester with your wife and a few mates, you see your dream pub. What does it look like? What's in there? What's the sort of vibe like? What is the music loud? Is it got a bit of energy to it? It is energy central, and it, these are like I love a lively 
bar. Like one of my favourite bars in Manchester. It's called Albert Schlosch. And in there, you've got these benches, a bit like a bit like a, a German kind of beer, mm. a German market type vibe. These massive wooden benches, these massive tables. And it is almost mandatory when you dance, you dance on the benches, you dance on the tables. <laughs> Weird, weirdly, only women can dance on the tables, but men have to dance on the benches and the, and the whatever. But that's that's where I go. Like that is my, I love dancing. I love partying. Me and my wife, if we go out, we'll dance all night, nonstop, literally. Um, I have to have drinks to dance, yes, but that for me, my bar is very much geared it, it, daytime bit of food bit of ambience a bit like this bar in manchester again but nighttime it's a different animal like it is soon as kind of nine half nine kicks off bounces on the door music <laughs> blaring a bit a bit of a live a bit of a live band but they're playing really really modern music like modern music that we know but it's live i want like entertainers i want dancers i want kind of like fire breathers going round. like it is energy <laughs> Rick, I think what you want is a is a vodka revolution. <laughs> it's as close to a nightclub as you can get, but it's a, but it's still a bar. Do you know what? I'm I'm so glad you say that because very common uh, in the Moon Underwater, people say you know I want a traditional country pub. I want it to be quiet. I want there to be a fireplace and a nook. It's so nice to have someone who just goes. I want an absolutely banging party. I want people dancing on the table. You haven't mentioned beams. I mean, like beams. Are, <laughs> normally, people say I want beams, but no, no. no unless, unless you can swing off and dance <laughs> on them, no beams. And I want like I want cocktail makers, but really fast cocktail makers. Yes. All these drinks that I've said, they can, but really, really fast. Like it's not you get amazing cocktails and fancy, but it's like done like that almost. Well, the thing with cocktail makers that I've just realised you saying that is that all the stuff they do with the shaking and the flipping should be designed to make the process quick. Whereas I think what a lot of them do is actually just sort of show off. And you're like, mate, I've been I've been waiting so long for this bramble. <laughs> And I get that you can shake it, and I get that you can flip it, and I get that you take a lot of care scoring your lime. But the reason that you shake like that is to get the drink to me ASAP. I must admit, though, when I level up in a bar, I always think, do I, did I pick the wrong career path? Because those cocktail makers must do pretty well with the ladies. Yeah, but you you must have a very specific type of notoriety. I'm imagining that... It's a bit like the sort of fame a porn star has where you'll be in a shop and a couple will walk past and the guy will just, his jaw will drop and he'll, he won't be able to kind of explain to his wife why he's just recognised this bloke. <laughs> The, the the thing I get a lot of is when when a bloke says that and he goes to his wife, this is this might be the difference between me and a porn star. This is that this is that that voice you always hear at night when I'm sat in bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be might that might be similar. Oh, I know. I don't think that would transcend quite as well. But yeah, it, 
I, I do get spotted in a few bars and it is a bit random, certainly when a, when a few fellas have had a few beers. Yeah. And sometimes I end up running into like groups of golf mates and it's like every one of them have watched the videos and you get my Larry one going, oh yeah, you're shit, you Rick and all this. And then you get a few others that are like, I love you, Rick. And you just, let me buy you a drink. And I'm like, oh, I'm, so, I'm buying a round and like, no, I'll get it. Let me, and I'm like, oh God. Like, but, <laughs> and go on. Well, I was just saying, I've seen you in, like, golf shops or sort of walking into, a like, a driving range reception or whatever. It must be weird that, you know, when you go into that place, every single person knows who you are. Like, if you walk into American golf, you just know that the, the people behind the till... Just they're gonna know who you are because you're that big a deal in golf. <laughs> they, they, they probably don't like me because I've just told them. I've just told two million people that the product they're trying to sell is no good. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a few evil looks to be honest with you. But yeah, no, it, it's fascinating when you go to a driving range and stuff. And like I say, when I went to Top Golf last week, and we obviously we we planned the meet and greet, even though it was only a couple of hours before arriving. That that's really exciting to actually meet people in real life because a lot of the time when I release a video and you'll know it, John, they're just numbers. Like viewing figures are just numbers. Comments are just avatars of names or whatever. But when you actually meet people and speak to people, you're like, oh my God, these people are real people. Like this is not like, they're not robots. They're like real, actual, tangible people from all different parts of the world. And they all have different jobs and they all have different lives and whatever. Yet they all end up in the evening or at work or sat on the toilet, flick on one of my videos and kind of watch it. So no, that's cool. It's, it's really interesting for that, but yeah, go, going back to my bar, it's, it's super high energy. It's, it's dance central. It's table service when we can get it. I love a bar when it's got actual, like either a button on the bar on the table, sorry, that you're sat at and a waiter or a waitress comes over, or I even love the ones where there's actually a tap on the tables. Oh, I've never been to one of those. I went to a bar like that in Bucharest once with a tap on the table. It is dangerous stuff. Best. Well, literally, you can just you can just Apple Pay, boom, pour your pour your own drinks. I mean, it's like it's great. I mean, if you if you want something a bit nicer than a whatever lager, but if we've got San Miguel on tap and Guinness, I think we're doing all right. <laughs> oh, if I was sat at a table with Guinness on tap, I think I. I think I would die there. I just think I would stay there. I would either starve to death or drink myself to death. You keep you keep your phone on the actual pay button and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we move on, Rick, to your uh, spirit choice. Now, obviously, in a in a in a club slash bar that you are describing, spirits are going to b- play a big part in that experience. But are you a big spirit drinker? Yes. And when we say spirits, is that including shots? Yeah, yes. I'm a big shot drinker. Nice. Love it. I'm a big shot drinker. I absolutely love it. So, but to the point where at college, I was kind of nicknamed, it's a bit of a corny corny nickname now, but at college when I was like 16 to 18, we were going out all the time, I was like called the Sambuca King. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I'll I'll tell you two very quick stories with Sambuca. So the first one was, again, I went to college in Preston and um, I'd even go 
back to student nights even after I'd left college because some of my mates carried on for a few extra years into university. And we used to go to this bar called Tokyo Joe's in Preston. And it was dirt cheap. I mean, it's 50p a pint before 10 at 10 p.m. Fucking hell. I know. <laughs> and then what we, used to, what we used to do, we used to get there at like 9.45 and literally order like eight pints each. And have all these tables. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's four quid. Four oh pound my God. for eight pints. I promise you, not once did I probably get past four pints. But just because you order eight, don't you? Like you just and it like we we went. I went to college quite young. I was actually sixteen when I left. I kind of moved away from home and went to college. It was like my university, and uh, we used to go out all the time. We'd go out three times a week. We'd go out in Blackpool, in Preston, in Manchester. So like fifty p a pint as, as a student was just the best thing in the world. But when I came back to um, going to student nights out again, once I'd left, but a few of my mates were there at uni, I had a bit of money, a bit more money in my pocket. I started working. So suddenly I feel like a millionaire in these bars because it's like, because everything was dirt cheap, like pa- pound for a Sambuca. And it was at a time where you had white Sambucas, obviously standard, black Sambuca, pink Sambuca, red Sambuca. I think there might have been another colour, but I can't remember. I've never seen red or pink sambuca. What's that? What's that taste like? Raspberry and strawberry, or whatever. And black's like, and I don't know, just more more vile in it. <laughs> but I must admit, I say more vile. I, I, I famously can't. Well, not famously. Between my mates, I said I would drink sambuca if it was non-alcoholic. Really. It's such a, like, just the smell of it is the smell of going out at that age for me. That just So I remember one time, me and a bunch of mates, we went to the bar and uh, there's Billy Big Balls here because I, I had 20 quid in my back pocket thinking I'm a millionaire. I'm like, right, drinks are on me. Let's get all the Sambucas in. So um, I ended up ordering, like, 12 Sambucas, let's say, all different colours of the rainbow, right, for, for me and 10 mates, right, or whatever, 12 mates probably. But a lot of them didn't want it. A lot of them didn't want this sambuca, so I I saw my ass a bit. So I asked the I asked the barman for a, a pint glass, and this is a true story. Honestly, 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 true story. I got all twelve sambucas, all different colours of rainbow, and poured them all into pint, all into this pint glass. Right. <laughs> Drink responsible, kids. Um, <laughs> and probably in maybe two gigantic mouthfuls boxed it off like boxed it off i think that's probably the last anecdote i was expecting to hear (laughs) from rick shields but you're right we are learning so much more about you other than golf you are the sambuca king on a stag do one time i was in benidorm classy and uh, again went to the bar there was probably 20 of us i ordered 20 sambucas i went this was this honestly this was probably one one o'clock in the afternoon, right? We'd been there two hours. So I'm walking over with this massive tray of Sambucas. Two or three of them had the Bucas. There was about 18 left. Within the next half an hour, an hour, I'd done every single one of them. Jesus. He's done all the Bucas. <laughs> the Bucas. So we had, a, we had a house party recently just in the summer and I found a bottle of white Sambuca and a bottle of black Sambuca in the garage here and I took it out to my pals. Me... me there was four, four, we had like eight, four couples round. So four blokes and four women, the partners, obviously. And uh, 
we had all the kids around and everything. This is a bit irresponsible. There's probably about 15 kids in total. And we had, I've got a little putting green in my garden. So we're having little putting challenges and whoever lost the putting challenges kept needing net these glasses of Sambuca, but I was pouring them and I was pouring them like doubles or triples. Right. At the, at the end of the night, both the white bottle and the black bottle had been destroyed. Oh my God. Gone. And I think a bit of another substance, which I'm going to come on to in a minute. So that night, I mean, I, I collapsed, whatever, one o'clock in the morning. It was the day before England were in the Euro final. Right. So this was the Saturday night before, I think the Euro final was on the Sunday. One of my mates who was with me drinking all that, all that bambuka didn't get out of bed till Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, so anyway, so, so Sambuca's on the, on the, is on the bar. It's actually free. It's actually free Sambuca too. Is it? I was going to say, Rick, what's your first spirit choice? Uh, but I think we know it's which sam- which type of sambuca is it? White, white mm. every day. Well, how much is? I mean, how what's the ABV on a sambuca? Because it's not as strong as like a whiskey or something like that, is it? I think it is. Is it really? I think it's quite silly. Yeah. Wow. I'm just looking it up now in my mind. Um, uh, sambuca. I think it's. I think it's forty. Thirty. Thirty-eight. 38, so yeah, that's like most gins are 37 and a half. So anyway, so that's, my, that's my first spirit, as you can tell. <laughs> and, and literally, I have them on optics all around the bar. Okay. And you have, little gla- you have little, you have little glass dispensers that you just help yourself. It's free. And, 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 the, and, the, and the glasses are disposable, so you can just chuck them, and they're just, they're just biodegradable. <laughs> <laughs> so... Rick, this this bar is going to get messy. It's, it's going to get sticky. The sticky residue. Oh, that's a good point. Do you um? Did you ever do the fl- the flaming sambuca thing? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Wow. And the other trick, the other trick. Sorry, very quick one. You'd light it. You'd then put a bigger glass over it, so all the fumes would go in the bigger glass. You then get a straw. Put the straw underneath the glass, and then suck out all the poison. Jesus. Wow. That, this is advanced Sambuca magic from the Sambuca king. So, yeah, so I quite like Sambuca. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dread to think... Have you ever tried Ouzo? Yeah, I've had Ouzo. Weirdly, not the biggest fan, but... I know it's, it should, on paper, be quite similar, but not the biggest fan. So, what's your second spirit, dare I ask? <laughs> well, I've got... Can I, I'm gonna, well, I've got a wild card, haven't I? So, I'll come into that. Um, a little bit more curveball, Jack Daniels. Oh, is that not a good choice? Oh, there's no judgment in the moon underwater. You have anything you like. I think this is just, you've just been, you were sick on this when you were a teenager, weren't you, John? Yeah, so you know how everyone has a drink they can't even go within 50 yards of without feeling sick? Mine is Jack Daniels. Well, that would tell me a fun, funny story that might make you sick. So, again, kind of in, in, my, in my youth, I used to work in like a, a restaurant slash bar. And after we finished cleaning up and whatever at 11 o'clock, me and a pal used to go out into this um, like indie club in Bolton. And um, dead cheap again, dead tacky, right? Nothing like the bar that I want, but I, I used to love it in there. And uh, we used to go in. And what we used to do, there used to be, a, um, there used to be specials on double Jack Daniels and Coke or Diet Coke, whatever. So whatever it used to be, £2.50 for a double Jack Daniels and Coke, right? So we used to order two each and get a pint glass. So then we'd get the pint glass, tip both Jack Daniels and Cokes in the pint glass, and so we had like a quadruple Jack Daniels and Coke in a pint glass, and then we didn't have to keep going back to the bar, but 
honestly, because we were arriving at that club at like half 11, it was open till three, and we just had these pint glasses of what looked like Coke, but it was obviously Jack Daniels and Coke, and we were just like necking it. Crikey, O'Reilly. God, I'll tell you one other quick, very, very yeah. quick story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are so many. <laughs> I feel like golf was maybe the best thing, you know, like, go- did golf kind of save save your life in some ways? <laughs> well, go- golf comes into this next story. It's probably the, the most embarrassed I've ever been. 2010, where was the Ryder Cup in 2010, John? You know this? Hang on, I just look at my DVDs. I've got them all on DVD. You've, been, you've, you've played the course, surely? Um, was it the Celtic Manor or the K-Club? Celtic Manor. Celtic Manor. Yeah. Have you played it? No, I haven't. All right. I thought you had. So it was Ryder Cup 2010. The Ryder Cup. Have you you've, you obviously know what the Ryder Cup is? Probably. Yeah, yeah. One of the best golf golfing events ever. The best sporting events in the history in the history of mankind. <laughs> this was way before I was doing YouTube. This was way before I had any any notability in the game of golf. Thankfully, 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 a pal of mine decided to drive down. We had tickets for the Sunday. Okay, uh, sorry, tickets. Yeah, for the Sunday. So the, it was actually the second to last day because it actually finished on Monday because of rain delays. But this should have been the last day. So we pulled over at a petrol station or a garage and I bought a bottle of Jack Daniels and two two-litre bottles of Diet Coke. On the side of the street, I tipped out both a, a litre of Coke out of each one, let's say roughly, and tipped in the remaining Jack Daniels into both of them. Now, the trip from Manchester down to Celtic Manor is about about four and a half hours. In that time frame, I'd boxed off one of these two litre bottles of Diet Coke. Boxed off? I've never heard that phrase. (laughs) I don't remember anything (laughs) from that day. Oh my God. All I remember doing, waking up the next day, back in Manchester, scarily, with two, half my teeth at the front, missing... And I mean, missing, like cracked open. I didn't know what happened at the golf and nothing, right? I rang up my mate. Well, I didn't actually ring him up. I was staying at his house, actually. I said, what the, what the, like, what's going on? And he said, oh, mate, you were a mess. I said, why? He said, well, you had that bottle of Coke. You went to the Ryder Cup. You were, you were shouting. You were, I had to, like, police you. I could have got kicked out until I did get kicked out. Oh, no. I was, it was dead wet, so there was a rain delay. I was running down this hill acting like a prat i was i was young this was like 12 years ago so i'm running down this this hill and at the end of this hill was a pathway like a buggy path right apparently i'm running that fast i went absolutely head over tits smashed my face into the into the pathway broke my two front teeth which still now is are actually broken i've obviously had them repaired um got carried out via ambulance <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then taken home. Rick, I am going to watch my video, the official video of the 2010 Ryder Cup, and see if I can find you. Yeah, a little man flailing down a hill in the background somewhere. Imagine if I did that now. <laughs> well, imagine if I can find the footage of you. That will go viral. That's so funny. You, you'll, have me, you'll, have me to, uh, you'll have me held to ransom. Oh, wow. That's amazing. But yeah, that, so anyway... I've got good memories and bad memories with Jack Daniels, but it's going on the it's going on the menu. Wow. Okay. So, uh, what has so much we've learned about the the real Rick Shields here, the Sambuca King, 
the uh, toothless Jack Dang <laughs> Jack Daniels <laughs> <laughs> aficionado. Uh, but we head over to raise ourselves, so spiritually and morally and intellectually, to the pub library with Robin Allender. Thanks, John. Yes, so every week in the moon and water, I add another book to the pub library. And this week, it's uh, someone who I admire very much. It's Nigel Slater, the chef and cookery writer. And he's actually a really good writer. Have you got any of Nigel Slater books? Yeah, I do. I have. I don't think I've read them yet, but I've heard he's sort of a very quite poetic. Yeah, he is. And as recipist, he is a poetic recipist. And the reason I'm cho- choosing this one is because a I found it quite funny and B it's a lovely description of ice cold beers so that's why it's in the pub library but um, basically bear in mind this is in Kitchen Diaries and bear in mind this is a recipe book so this is a book about helping you prepare food so this is um, Kitchen Diaries Nigel Slater We try a new pizza delivery place today whose leaflet has been dropped through the letterbox despite the notice that requests them not to. A phone call and 30 minutes later sees the delivery of four vast rounds of dough, light, thin and charred in big, fat, yeasty blisters with toppings of mozzarella, anchovies and hot, deep red chilies. We drink bottles of ice-cold Peroni round the garden table and do our best to catch every long string of hot cheese as we tear our great pizzas apart. Later, I phoned to tell them how good the pizzas were. The woman at the other end sounds so chuffed that someone liked them enough to phone. I half expect her to climb down the phone and hug me. Oh, I think that's a, lo- a lovely little passage there from a recipe book about just getting a takeaway and drinking beer in the garden. It's inspirational, Nigel. But also, it's not going to discourage more leaflets being put into his letterbox, no, really which should discourage leaflets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, how much joy is he denying himself by not having all of the free leaflets? I know. I love it. So what's, what's that from? That's superb. It's from Kitchen Diaries. So it's like for a whole year, he basically wrote what, everything he ate, uh, you know, throughout the whole year. So it's got loads of really good recipes. But I just love the fact that he admits that sometimes he just couldn't be bothered to cook and just got a pizza in. I think that's that's the kind of chef I admire. <laughs> Hello, fans of Pub and Pint. I'm Jess Phillips, an MP, and now, for the first time, a podcast host. I know that the moon underwater is used to sighing for its letters, so I think you'll love my new podcast that's all about writing letters. It's called Yours Sincerely, and in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. So with that, I'll sign off with yours sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy an episode of my podcast soon. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, we don't just have a library here at the Moon Underwater. We also have a jukebox and we ask every guest to add one of their favourite albums to the Moon Underwater pub jukebox. So, Rick, you said that in your pub you want a live band playing modern music that everyone knows. Is your jukebox selection going to mirror that? Um, No. Well, a little bit. I'd like to put on David Getter's Greatest Hits. (laughs) I've not even heard of that. I, I was so, so convinced you were going to have Oasis. No, don't, I don't actually th- even think it exists, but David Guetta's best tracks. What are some, what are some big smashes from David Guetta? So like Titanium with Sia. Oh, I love that song. Um, I won't sing it. Yeah, it's very um, hard to sing. Oh, what's the, uh, there's loads, but yeah, you've put me on the right on the spot now. Give me one second. Uh, hang on, I, I've, n- I've never heard of David Guetta. Who is David Guetta? He's like a dance music producer. Ah. You've never heard of David Guetta? I was so no. 100% convinced you were going to choose o- Oasis. No. No. Curveball. Like, When Love Takes Over, that was actually our wedding song, mine and Claire's wedding song, When Love Takes Over, featuring Kelly Rowland. Um, I should have remembered that one before. Where Them Girls At, featuring Nicki Minaj. Uh, Sexy Bitch. Featuring Akon. Um, Memories is my favourite ever, 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 ever. Memories with Kid Cuddy. That is literally... Oh, I like... I I think I know... I've got a Kid Cuddy album. There's loads. There's loads. There's, like... Honestly, there's so many great ones. Every every hit. He often does collaborations with, like, Sia, Snoop Dogg, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna. Loads and loads of Zara Larson, Charlie XXO. Akon, Anne-Marie, loads of people. Oh, not he, only have I never heard of David Getter, I've not heard of any of the people he's done collaborations <laughs> with. I've heard of Nicki Minaj. I, I know, I've heard the name, I don't know, I couldn't tell you anything about them. <laughs> what about Nicki, Nicki Minaj and, uh, who's this guy? Willie Williams. Willie Williams. He sounds like a golfer from the 1890s. <laughs> It does. So yeah, on the jukebox is David Guetta. I'm nothing to lose. Far away, far away. Ricochet, you take your aim. Far away, far away. Well, I can't wait to hear memories as we play you out of the pub, but before then... You've also got a wild card choice, Rick, your final choice for your bar lineup. I'm going to throw one more spirit in, but can I have it with a mixer or not? Y- yes, you can. Of course you can. Okay, uh, Jaeger bombs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, 
I love it. <laughs> Did you think it was going to go this way or not? No, I don't know. That's, that's, it's so funny. But do you know what I like about the way you've... The selections is it's almost like the... It's like the progress of a night out. So we've started on Guinness and San Miguel. Then we've had a Modelo and some wine. Then the Sambucas and the Jack Daniels have come in. <laughs> and now now that David Getter's greatest hits are playing, we've moved on to Jaeger Bombs. Yeah, so f- for me, Jaeger Bombs are, are just everything what I love about a night out. Because for me, a lot... <laughs> it is the ultimate pick-me-up. I mean... It really is. Tiramisu, you know, get lost. This is, Jaeger bombs are where it's at. Because <laughs> I think, I think for me, I'm, I'm a very much like a group drinker. I, I am the person that's like, shots, guys, let's get shots in. I'm at the bar, I'm going, do you want a shot? Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs, like Sambuca. I am that person. Judge, judge me as you wish. I am that person because for me it's so it's so social. Like I love, I love the oh I don't like that or yeah like I love all of those. Like they're almost scenes on a night out. Like granted, I love chatting, I love talking, I love, but there's a time and place for that. In my bar, we don't talk. We have fun. We laugh. We joke. We shoot, <laughs> shoot sambuca. We, we stick a sambuca on our eyeball. That's the type of place that I want. We stick a sambuca on your eyeball. I love it. <laughs> and then just one last wild card, a bit of Diet Coke, because it, it fits in with a few other things that I've got going on, but that's it. Oh, yeah. Will you get Diet Coke with your, with your Jack Daniels? I think the thing with Jaeger Bonds, me, I do really like them. But I, I just actually like, no one else does this. I like to mix the, the Jägermeister with the Red Bull with ice. So almost have it like, I don't like the sort of the complexity of having it within the thing. <laughs> I remember when we, John and I did this pub crawl in Oxford, which was 10 pubs and popping into the Jude the Obscure. We were kind of having a slump and we popped into the Jude the Obscure and had Jäger bombs. And it was like, it, we were electrified after that. Yeah, it was absolute motion lotion. I I I love Jaeger bombs. I, I love it in the, in the shot glass in a bigger glass because you get that hit of Red Bull. Oh crap! Here comes the Jaeger bomb. Here comes the Jaeger. <laughs> Whack a little bit more Red Bull to wash it down. It's like perfect. Yeah. And going back to my garden party I had recently, we did two bottles of Sambuca and a full bottle of Jaeger. <laughs> like we. <laughs> I'd love to be. I'd love to have been in the next door garden. We we had fifty. We had fifteen kids with us. Like, so. but um, yeah, that that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I love Jaegers. My wife hates them. That's the only thing. I, I absolutely love going out with my wife. And my only issue is when we're in a group, she doesn't like sambuca. She doesn't do sambuca. She doesn't do Jaeger. So guess who has to secretly drink them? <laughs> I always think about with like Jaeger and um, with like Buckfast. You know, Buckfast is like made by monks and things. Do, do they ever think, you know, when, imagine when they started making this drink. This is going to be a delicious alcoholic drink that's really refined and drunk by sophisticated people. And then it's just absolute carnage on nights out. There, there, there's Rick Shields sticking his eyeball with a shot glass. <laughs> I think if we introduce Rick Shields to Buckfast, we may never see another YouTube video of his yeah. ever again. <laughs> I, I do honestly think, and, and and I think this is why, again, you, you went back to your point now. It is a bit weird now going out on a night out because I still 
kind of have to, even though before I mentioned about kind of letting go of my professional um, kind of attitude and, and showing some of the bad shots and stuff, when I'm on night out, if somebody recognises me, I, I instantly sober up. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, I instantly sober up, and it, and it's a bit strange for me because it's not the world I've lived in. Because of as you've heard from college and growing up, I was kind of the the dickhead, really getting pissed. Where now, if a fan comes up to me and spots me, it, I instantly sober up. So I think that's why when I'm at home or in a, and the fans like going, I think you've got something on your eye. It's a, it looks like a shot glass of. <laughs> Are they are they all your sambucas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a pint of Jaeger? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think now when I, when I'm in my safe spot or like I'm at home, I let my hair down so much more, and that's why I think it gets a bit more wild at at home now, and it does kind of out and about. But you you know when when you drink in the way you do on a night out when it's social and like you're talking about all those wonderful scenes of you getting all the drinks and your mates, the the definition of that is you you lose your inhibitions. Whereas someone comes up to you, you don't know. He goes, oh my God, Rick, your, it, all your inhibitions come back because you suddenly have to like suck them all in and go, oh, hi, yay, so you like the video where I tested the stealth driver. Uh, yeah, it is actually quite good. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure about the red face, but yeah, it's a good driver. So suddenly you're like, it's like you've stepped into the office at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just feels like... It, and. Or they want a selfie with me, and I, and I and I don't want a selfie circulating around Instagram or Twitter when I'm like <laughs> completely yeah, yeah. off my face. So that, that's the thing that's probably changed in the last four or five years that I've been become. I, I do go hard, but sometimes there isn't like a some some point in the evening where I'm like ah that's that's kind of burst my bubble a little bit which is a shame but obviously i wouldn't take it back it's one, one of those things and to be honest i probably feel better the next day because it stopped me having another 10 more sambucas <laughs> really <laughs> you're barred well i dread to ask what one thing you're gonna bar from your pub or bar because I, it seems like anything goes, but is there a certain behaviour or a certain thing uh, that you are not going to allow in Rick Shields' dream bar? Dancing is mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're standing st- if you're propping up the wall, then you're out. Unless you are being served at the bar or having a piss, dancing is mandatory. What about walking from the bar? You have to dance as you walk, kind of stuff like that. Like yeah. Bit of light. <laughs> so, so, so to the point where all the benches are on automatic timers, right? And by by maybe half ten, I'll give people till half ten. Granted, the benches fold into themselves. Suddenly, everyone has to stand up. Suddenly, the music gets blasted up. Bit of David Guetta on the live band. Bit of titanium. A bit of memories. Everyone's up. Sambuca all round, like like some of these go-go dancers have got like these water pistols full of sambucas and they're squirting. <laughs> down. Oh god! I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I think I would like to go to your pub once, but like I don't know if I'd go there very often. There are people with water pistols filled with sambuca. <laughs> so yeah, so so people who don't dance, I kind of get it if you're sober, but as soon as you've gone past that level of intoxication, for me, dancing is mandatory. So so you're banning not dancing after 10.30pm? Correct. Yeah, okay. It's a good, it's a good rule. I would, I think I'm with Robin. I would like to come to your bar 
once. I think I'd need quite a good group of friends. You wouldn't want to pop in there at 10.25 sort of on your own, would you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you'd, make, you'd, make, you'd make friends very quickly because you'd have... It's like, man, as you walk in, you get given a Sambuca and you've got obviously down a Sambuca. That's like your kickoff point and then you're in the bar and it's like, you know... People there are good to welcome you. I think I think I'd be there like until about nine thirty, and then I'd pop to a quiet pub and say, "I'll, I'll let you young things get on with it." And, you know, I duck out there. You know, but as long as as long as you walked out and went, but I didn't get stung. I didn't get stung, and I'm also dancing as I'm leaving as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I stink a sambuca. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rick, thank you so much for uh, visiting the Moon Underwater. It's been it's been a dream pub like no other. I can honestly say that there no one has created a bar like this, and I think that everyone who goes to your dream bar is going to remember it. That is guaranteed. They're also going to have that thing the next day where they ache in really weird places, and they're not quite sure why. Sambuca's yeah. <laughs> like a painkiller. Don't worry. But what are we going to call this this sort of bar of heavenly delights and dancing and Sambuca water pistols? So when I went to college and kind of where I first really fell in love with drinking, there was a pub on site and it was called the the, the Stumble Inn. And weirdly. I was actually too young to ever drink in there because at college I was 16 to 18, but we knew a few of the bouncers in town that managed to get us in. But actually at the actually at the campus pub, we couldn't drink in there. So it always, always kind of appealed to us so much more just because we couldn't go in. So in a homage of that place and for the first golf-themed aspect, I'd actually like to call it the Royal Stumble Inn. Nice. Nickname, the Royal Rumble. I think the Royal Rumble is the perfect name for the pub you've, <laughs> the, the bar you've created. I, I like the I like the ro- the Royal Stumble Inn because the whole idea, and you mentioned it before, Robin, this is an end of evening drinking establishment. Mm. We've figured that out, so I kind of really want people stumbling in. Like I kind of I kind of want that vibe where people are already a little bit intoxicated as they walk in the door. So I think, like I say, the Royal St- the Royal Stumbling would be above the door. Like a lot of very established, well-recognised golf courses, they often get the Royal Stamp of Approval. That's where they get the Royal from. I would expect this this bar to get the Royal Stamp of Approval. But like I say, between friends and, and locals, it's just called the Royal Rumble. Very nice. I absolutely love that. <laughs> so the Royal Stumbling, but known amongst regulars as the Royal Rumble, is Rick Shields's chaotic beautiful shot glass in eye bar guys you, you're welcome anytime you want sambucas are on me oh, that's brilliant i've absolutely loved this i was not expecting this to turn out like this it's great <laughs> and i don't need to ask rick because i know what's going to play him out of the moon underwater tonight it is memories david getter featuring kid cuddy god i feel old trying to pronounce that correctly but yes so rick we bid you farewell with this absolute firecracker of a venue under your arm to have whenever you want to get away from the golf course let your hair down and have sambuca fired at you from a super soaker (laughs) me and robin will be there for the guinness and the san miguel and maybe for a for a couple of 19 crimes but we we may duck out before uh 
the sambukas. Actually, I'll have a couple of sambukas. I'll have a Jaeger bomb for sure. I'll have a Jaeger bomb before ten thirty when all the seats evaporate. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the evaporating seats. But it is uh, in the two words you've said that I think sum it up most. It is energy central. That is what it is. So we bid Rick Shields farewell. Do check out Rick's YouTube channel, Rick Shields. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's even called Rick Shields. Just Google golf and Rick will be the first hit. Uh, and also subscribe to his podcast, the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. Check out the videos I did with Rick. We did one where I took on Rick with a full bag of clubs and he only had a seven iron. And also when we played on a wonderful course, actually, where they had uh, small, regular golf holes and big bucket holes. I played the bucket holes and I won't tell you what happened, but something I did was clipped into a short viral reel uh, with the word worst in the title. So thanks so much, Rick. Thanks for being here. I'll be honest with you. These are stories, and th- I've never, ever, ever would imagine I'd say publicly. Some of the things I've said on this podcast today are absolute exclusives. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even sure that my wife and my, my family know about some of these things. But hey ho, in the Royal Rumble, anything goes. <laughs> no, but you, I think you've held yourself very well, and uh, you come across as someone that I would, even though your night out is. A, quite different to my night out i would love to experience your night out so maybe 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 at some point i will get to uh i will get to meet the sambuca king (laughs) thanks gents thanks for having me on This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.